The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And welcome to another episode. Bring Your Soul to Work is my passion. And I help women all over the globe find their soul. Today I'm talking about the consequences of not getting your soul's desire. What I'm going to talk about is the truth of what staying at less than the real you is costing you. Your soul takes the beating, but sometimes you're not really even aware. You're not even sure what's going on. I'm going to talk about ways that you can tap into knowing that your soul is not where it needs to be and the important changes to make. Now, I'm going to give you a caveat for today. I'm going to be talking about some health conditions, and I am in no way suggesting do not see a doctor. If you have serious health conditions, you must seek your medical uh, health professionals for the appropriate treatment because once you have symptoms, your body now has some physical changes that need to be taken care of. So as as a professional nurse and as a career coach, I will tell you that your health and your soul and your happiness are intertwined into one big bundle of you. As I talk today, I'm going to be talking about some of the consequences of not finding your soul, of not bringing your soul up, and of really having what I will say to be not the life that you were intended to have on this planet. You were intended to have a big, gorgeous life on this planet, and for you, to feel awesome. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the downside of what it feels like and what happens when you do not energize your soul. And then in the second half of this show today, we're going to talk about what exactly you can do in order to bring your soul's vibration up. And I'm going to talk about some clients of mine and some examples of things that have uh, transpired with the beautiful women I I have worked with over the years. If you have questions and you would like to call in, please feel free to call 816-251-3555. If you'd like to get started working with me, the best way is to actually book your free career clarity call and on mofall.com slash give me clarity. That's the best way to get started if you'd like to understand what's really going on in your career. We're going to dive in on that free clarity call. 
So what are the consequences of you not getting your soul's desire, of you not having your soul vibing and shining at what it's intended to be? I'm going to give you some examples of what it looks like for a soul to be in its alignment. And all you really need to do is to look at a young baby less than two years old. Because by two, the mind has started to get a little sense of who I am in the world and what I want. And, um, and then the parents begin disciplining and saying no and doing all sorts of things. You know that, parents out there. Before the age of two, we see a pure soul. We see a beautiful being who wants to dance and enjoy life and, and eat foods that feel good and, and splash in the tub and, and smile and laugh and hug and cuddle. That is our soul. And the human experience accounts for some difficulties along the way. The soul encounters difficulties along our life for one purpose only. All of the difficulties in your life have been for one purpose only, to push you into greater expansion. And I know it doesn't feel that way. I've had difficulties ranging from a breast cancer diagnosis, a double mastectomy, other future, uh, not future, other subsequent surgeries. I've had job losses. Uh, My dad died last year. My dog died last year. I mean, life is full of loss and pain and things that we would put under the category of suffering. But it is put in our path so that our soul has exactly what it needs to move into its next fullest expression. Unfortunately, human beings are taught to shy away from these things, to feel sad and upset and hurt and to struggle and to suffer and to be eventually in victim mode. This is not where we find our soul. This is where we disenfranchise from our soul. So when we have a hardship, when we have someone telling us we're not good enough, or if we fail a class or a grade or don't turn in a paper or have a professor or instructor who says things negative to us or about us, or friends who treat us poorly or laugh at us or call us fat or too skinny or ugly or your hair's weird or whatever those things that have happened to us along the way, I'm sure everything that's coming out of me right now is something that came along my way. When we treat that as I'm not good enough and when we diminish our soul because of that, we now have a misalignment with our soul's power. And over time, the only way that our soul can get our attention And for those of you who are uh, focused on on God and, and religion and having that presence, the only way God can get our attention is through our body. Eventually, our soul's fullest expression goes off track. We become disassociated with the best parts of ourselves. The only way to get our attention is eventually through our body. And the body itself becomes harmed and damaged, not only from the incident, 
but from the repeated messages. I call it your silent story of not being good enough, not being perfect, of not being seen, appreciated. The silent stories begin to wear and tear on the body. And eventually, as many of the clients I've worked with, and myself included, you have a body expression of the pain that you're in and the misalignment that you're in. And things like bronchitis, sinus infections, headaches, low back pain, all sorts of kind of normal problems begin to emerge to get our attention, slow down, take care, find yourself. But we treat it as back pain. We treat it as a headache. We take the Advil, the Tylenol. We drink a little water. We say, ah, oh, maybe I need to get a little bit better rest tonight. And we treat it superficially. And therefore, it doesn't really get treated at all. It just gets taken care of for the time being. And that bodily expression of us being out of alignment then has another lifetime and another lifetime. And eventually, chronic headaches turn perhaps into migraines. And perhaps over time, turns into high blood pressure, maybe overweight, sleep disorders, you name it, nervous conditions, perhaps just being depleted every single day after work. And you just think that's normal because you're working hard and you're trying and you're trying to satisfy the boss and your colleagues and the team you're working on, the project is at a deadline and you're really, really, really working hard. So of course you're depleted. But true depletion at the end of the day really is your soul being out of alignment. That's what the real chronic condition is. And it's showing up in your body because it's the only way for us to get messages from the energy field. The only way God really speaks to us is through the body. And it's not that God is giving us headaches. It's a message to us to pay attention, to pay attention to something more. So that is the soul's first message center to you. And again, I'm making sure that I'm really clear. If you have a medical or health condition, you must get treated by a medical practitioner. But I'm going to talk to you in the second half of this show about other ways to add to your lifestyle and taking care of your soul self in a way that brings it more in alignment with who you are. So I am all about helping you reveal the truth of your soul. Now, why is it important that our soul is shining? What is it about that not being in alignment that is really that important? Well, I will tell you this. If you are not in alignment with your soul, you will not really truly achieve happiness and freedom in life. You will be struggling and efforting around the biggest, beautiful energy you have, and that is your soul. When you don't have that, you will not be able to fulfill your destiny, and you will be frustrated and you will be upset at yourself, and you will be constantly grinding. And what happens in life when you're constantly grinding is that your body takes 
a severe toll. And you become further and further disassociated with your soul. It becomes its own chronic condition. I talk to women on my free clarity calls every day, every week, every month, who have spent literally decades being disassociated from their soul's power, and they don't really understand why they're not getting ahead. They don't really understand why they haven't been able to interview for that next highest level position. And then soon enough, after a few defeats, they convince themselves that that isn't for them. They don't need that level of job anyway. And they become defeated. I had a client who was actually in the hospital for an entire week on a nervous breakdown because she had gotten so overworked and her soul's energy was so diminished that she had no other recourse but to be hospitalized and taken care of. A little sip of green tea here. While I'm talking about the soul being diminished, I'm feeling all these uh, clients and all these experiences that I've personally had. So uh, I'm feeling like I got to like shake up myself in my chair here and move some energy. So we are energy. That is the most amazing, perfect aspect of why the soul and our physical body uh, combine together to give us messages. Our soul is not working. We feel it. It's the only indicator light. It's like when we're driving our car, we have all these indicator lights on our dashboard, the gas gauge, the tire pressure, the oil pressure. Does anyone ever watch the oil pressure? I don't know. But we watch the fuel gauge and perhaps the tire pressure because we know about those and we can do something about those. And so we monitor our dashboard of our life through our body. And when our body is giving us a signal, we've got to pay attention at the soul level as well. And yes, again, to repeat, we must take care of physical issues and physical problems. But we must concurrently take care of it at the soul level. I'll give you a very personal example. In late fall of this year, as my dog was coming close to her final days and my dad's death was several months out, I began to feel a strange feeling inside of me that I didn't really have before. I'd always been kind of active and a regular exerciser, meditating every morning, eating what I thought to be healthy foods until I hired a health coach in January. And uh, she disagreed pretty pretty well, with pretty uh, consistently with what I was eating, that it wasn't as healthy, healthy as I thought. And she's right. But around October, things began to shift in my body in a direction where I felt that I was not feeling well and there was a problem. So I got myself to the doctor and sure enough, I had high blood pressure. Now, I was 56 years old. There's a lot of 56-year-old people who have high blood pressure, but I didn't consider myself a true 56-year-old. I'm young and vibrant feeling, but there I was at the doctor's office with high blood pressure. He knew there was something inside of me that just didn't feel right. And, you know, intellectually, I might be able to say, yeah, well, I have been through a lot of stress last year. My parents, as they're, as they're aging and uh, going through the final stages of that, a lot of hospitalizations. Uh, my dad was in and out of hospital for several months, and so was my mother. And that took a toll on me. But I kept grinding it out, doing my work, running my business, coaching my clients, of which I loved. But there just so much 
that we can take and so much that the body can work itself through that eventually there's a warning sign. Eventually there's an almost impossible to not answer (laughs) call to say, back it down, take care of yourself, do something to repair. I got on high blood pressure medication, didn't like that, of course, and started taking care of myself a little bit better. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And when my dog died, I think I had even another significant energy crisis, which then rippled into my body. And I was put on a second high blood pressure medication. So as you might imagine, being a, a, a coach and someone who's interested in living my best life, that's why I hired my health coach in January. Um, She's not 100% happy with me right now because it hasn't been the easiest first couple of months of the year for my health. And so I'm getting back on track. But I'm also recognizing the loss and the stress that that my parents' health and my father's eventual death and my dog who I had for 13 years who was by my side in in my office for the last five years, the toll that that took on me. And I'm not sure there's a way to separate that life and that loss from living life. But the body does take a toll. And that's how it occurred through me. And I see this happening with all of my lovely clients as well. The stress and strain of things not going in the direction that satisfies us eventually leads, unfortunately, to some physical problems. Let's take a caller. We have Michelle on the line. Hello, Michelle. It's nice to see you, hear you. How are you doing today? Nope, I don't know if I can. Okay, okay. All right, so I'm not sure if we've got Michelle on the line or Michelle, maybe you're muted on your end. Um, We'll get back to you in in a few minutes. So here we have an entire physical body with all of its machine workings and a soul, a soul that is in and through and, and, and emanating from us. And that soul's energy is constantly in and out of our body. It's constantly a, a cohabitating partner in our physical body. We can't separate the soul from the physical body. We can't do it. It only happens naturally through the course of our death where the soul finally leaves the physical and stops beating the heart, stops digesting the food and processing water for for urine and stops doing all of the things that our physical body does without us having to think about it. If I had to think about every time my heart beat, I'd be so preoccupied with that I wouldn't get anything else done. If I had to be so preoccupied with whether my uh, gastrointestinal system was digesting my food, I wouldn't have a a minute to think about my clients or coach them. I'd be in the middle of coaching them, and I'd be thinking about my digestion or my heartbeat. That wouldn't go. So we have a superpower computer that's part of our energy body that's running things for us so we don't have to pay attention to those beautiful things. We don't have to pay attention to our red blood cells getting regenerated or our bone marrow getting replaced. We don't have to pay attention to that. We don't have to pay attention to our adrenal glands squirting out cortisol and stress hormones. 
We don't have to pay attention to our pituitary gland squirting out the things it needs to get our thyroid and and our our positive happy hormones squirted out of our body. We don't have to pay attention to that. But when we do pay attention to our energy body, to our soul, and we can calm our body down, we bring things into alignment. Now, so many of the women I work with, and again, for me, I meditate every single morning under the stress I was under last year. That wasn't enough to calm my body and give my soul what it needed. It had to participate in bumping against the body and saying, Mo, sorry, uh, there's a little bit more that you need to pay attention to here. So I've been doing that. I've been paying a little bit more attention to what my soul needs to repair, to grieve, to heal, to come into its fullest expression. None of us are on this journey without the lessons. None of us are on this journey without getting a little bing, a bam, something coming through our soul, through the energy of the unified field to give us a little wake-up call that we need to do something more or different. We need to expand ourselves. Let's see if we can uh, grab Michelle on the line. Uh, Michelle, here you are back. Uh, Thanks for calling in. How are you doing today? Can you hear me this time? Yes, now we got oh, you. How are you? Thank goodness. Okay, I had to call back again. I am no thrilled to be talking to you. Inspirational as always. I thought I'd have to wait a while because I I thought that you'd be you know that I'd be way behind the boat. Um, <laughs> very good, very good topic today, which yes. um has always been problematic for me. And mm-hmm. in fact, I'm staring at a document. I'm staring at module four, and um, <laughs> and yeah, it's you know I'm I'm obstinate, and um, I am, and possibly many of the other individuals who are listening, um, I'm ex- still experiencing roadblocks. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not getting the breakthroughs. I'm uh, just stalled. Um, yeah. I I I actually have had some interviews and mm-hmm. one didn't go through which thank goodness it was not a good fit i was okay, okay. another one i'm waiting to hear back uh mm-hmm. in fact um i kind of shocked him um and um i uh because i was very experienced for the position and mm-hmm. they were willing to pay me what i requested um okay. which was much higher than what they had slated for the position. and um, But I asked the key question of what concerns do you have that don't allow me to be the top candidate? And I got the answer from him of we, I think that you may get bored. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this before. Yeah. So, and then I proceeded to dissuade that thought and mm-hmm. um, mention what I can bring um, to the role and that I'm basically a lot more than just position and I would be able to help them. So I'm, right. I'm still waiting to hear, but I'm, but that's the thing, I'm waiting all the time and I, I'm not seeing results. I'm not getting calls back. I it, it's deflating. 
and and so, I'm I'm kind of at a okay. loss. Okay, gotcha. So so here's the thing. Um, there's there's a couple of simple suggestions here, and and I think you've heard them, Michelle. But I'm going to repeat them because yep. they go against they go against um, all of our teaching and learning in the intellectual realm. They are this. We tend to think and focus on what we need to do to satisfy what we don't have. And that's very practical and normal. Like if we're hungry, we have to focus on cooking dinner and getting food in us. Totally understandable. But if we keep focusing on how darn hungry we are the whole time we're cooking our meal, we're going to drive ourselves nuts. Unfortunately, when we have an outcome that we want in life, a car, a job, a relationship, uh, those are the big ones for most people, a house. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we spend the majority of our waking hours focused on what we don't have and focused on what is going wrong and what could go wrong because our primitive brain is in place to protect us from danger. So it is normal and natural for our body and our nervous system to be focused on what we don't have in life. And when we do that, we energize what we don't have. We energize the lack. We are now energizing the attractor pattern of not having the thing desired. Because every time we desire something, we have the opportunity to tune into what we don't have or what we do have. And we've got to pay attention to that. I'll finish this up on the second half of the call of the radio show, and we will get rocking and rolling with you. Hang on there. We'll put you on hold, and we'll be right back. Glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with sound healer Terry Wilder and Mystical Gong Meditations. Stop for a minute and take a breath. Ram Das is quoted as saying, Remember, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. Take a minute for yourself and just breathe. Give yourself this minute of meditation. Prayer is talking to the universe. Meditation is listening to it. Just 
breathe. To hear more healing gong meditations, visit terrywilder.com. If you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, what can you read that's new and exciting? Try Unity Magazine. It's designed for the seasoned spiritual student with in-depth articles and interviews about spiritual practices and philosophies. Our columnists share their own faith journeys and cover healing, science, and psychology with even a little scripture thrown in. You'll read some classic authors and some new ones. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Join Travel with Unity 2020 for a transformational trip to Rome and the Amalfi Coast, March 26th to April 4th, and explore the culture, myths, and spiritual significance of Southern Italy. You'll experience the history of the ancient ruins of Pompeii, visit the Vatican, and spend time on the beautiful Amalfi Coast during this 10-day tour. Just 40 seats are available and space is limited, so reserve your trip before September 15th. Go to unity.org travel for more information today. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And this is Coach Mo Fall. I am a... Bring your soul to work, career coach. I focus on elevating women's careers, sorting through why things aren't working well, and getting to a higher place. And oftentimes that requires bringing your soul to work, bring your soul's vibration up. A lot of times over decades of having a career that hasn't worked out, or sometimes family life or, or personal tragedy, the soul gets diminished and gets out of alignment. And today we're talking about the consequences of not getting your soul's desire, basically the consequences of when you're out of alignment with your soul. There, is, there are health consequences. There are energetic consequences. We get depleted. We get out of alignment, and we get feeling bad about ourselves, and sometimes life keeps moving in that direction. I'm going to get back to you in a second, Michelle, as an example. When things aren't working out for us, we typically focus on the things that aren't working out for us. And since we live in an energetic universe, when we focus on the things that aren't working out for us, because our brain thinks, well, I've got to focus on what's not working because I got to fix it. I got to focus on the garage door that's not going up and down. If I don't fix it, it's not going to go up and down. In the physical dimension, once something is broken, yeah, we got to fix it. But there are so many things to fix and repair in our lives, in our body, in our career, jobs, relationships, that must be fixed energetically first. If we don't fix the energetic pieces, we will not have the other pieces coming together. And we will wonder all the while, why me? Why did this not happen to me? 
And I am here to say to you, the secret is focusing on the energetic world and diving into your energy's attractor pattern. I call it your soul because I'm a spiritual person and that resonates with exactly what our human experience is. We have a soul that needs to be attended to. And when we don't attend to that, our life and our career does not go in the right direction. And so let's get back to Michelle. Michelle was talking about having some difficulty getting back into a career path that's going to make her happy. Uh, I know Michelle. She's an engineer. Um, She's got a, a fantastic career path as an engineer, and she's had some bumps along the way. So, Michelle, let's get back into um, addressing what's what's going on here. And what you've said to me is that you cannot get a satisfactory interview or a job going because perhaps you're overqualified and perhaps there's some things that um, might be in the employer's way thinking that you're overqualified for, for different roles. Um, so let's talk to Michelle again and um, see if we can help her out on this on this continued uh, discussion. So guys, can you uh, see if Michelle, for me. Can you hear me? Yes, there we go. How are you? Good. So Good, so we thank you. Right, be- right before break, Michelle, uh, you had mentioned that um, you're in a conundrum with some of the jobs that you're interviewing with, and particularly this one, where they believe that you're overqualified. And we were kind of talking about, there's actually two things on the table here, the way I look at it. Um, one thing is is the situation of the interview and the job opportunity that um, the employer may perceive you to be overqualified for. I want to talk about that. That's a really important conversation to have, and it's going to help a lot of folks who are listening in today. And then the second issue, which is really a big issue, is focusing on what's not working versus focusing on what you want. And this is the biggest dilemma of the human experience, I find, because we are all taught to focus and live in the three-dimensional physical world and take care of business and do the right things. But here's the thing. Secretly, as you're applying for jobs, even as you're showing up for interviews, secretly, there's a tape playing in the background that you don't have a job, that you don't feel good about yourself, that you don't feel good enough. I know you've been out of work for a while, and it's kind of normal to think and feel the way you're thinking and feeling. But what happens in to people who are in a bad circumstance for a while is they get into a thought-feeling habit that keeps them in their current situation because their thoughts and feelings keep energizing that. And I know that this is something that is challenging. I know this is something that will bring someone to their knees but you have got to do whatever you can with the most commitment that you can muster up to only think about that beautiful job that you will have and being in it and what a contributor you are and how awesome your team is and how great it is to make a contribution to that company and how you're going to solve their problems and be an awesome engineer. So can we stay on that one for a second and then we'll go to the overqualified issue for a second. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So let's 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 break that down. Can you recommit, double commit, triple commit, whatever it's going to take for you to get yourself more in the thinking feeling habit of how you want to feel in your new job versus how you actually do feel not in a job? 
it's challenging to do that. Um, I understand. I've I've got to do that, and it's yeah. it's it's those gremlins keep coming up, and I know. and it's so hard to trample those down. So rather than trampling them down, because that's effort, and that's struggle, and that's negative energy, could you just take yourself on a regular basis, whatever that might mean, to the place of feeling that the job is yours in the future, but feel, imagine, visualize it. Can you put blinders on? At least if it's two minutes a day, five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, whatever it is, out walking. Imagine you're in this lovely job and you're just taking a break from the job and you're out walking and enjoying. I know it's cold where you live. Um, <laughs> You've, you've, you've got to put yourself into that thought-feeling state as many minutes of the day and as many minutes of the night. I'm going to give you some, some, some techniques that hopefully will be helpful to you, and then we're going to go to the overqualified situation. Okay. I've, been in, I've been in situations many, many times just like you are. As a matter of fact, growing my business, and wanting to make a bigger impact in the world, I kept looking at what I wasn't doing and what wasn't functioning in the right way. It's natural. Okay? So I know exactly how you feel. I've been out of work for months and months and months and months and months. I get it. You have got to commit in your heart that the answer lies in you planting seeds in your subconscious of thought, feeling, energy of what you want. And you have got to convince yourself that those seeds that you plant are important and they are necessary for you to nurture. And that the more time that is spent nurturing what I don't have, what I what I want and I don't have, what I want and I don't want, what I don't have, what I don't have, what I don't have, you've got to commit to that being what it is. And it is the only thing you can do energetically that's going to shift things for you. You just have to commit to it. And yes, it is difficult. Because you're looking with your eyes, uh, your bank account probably not being where it is, you're, you're, you're not going to work, you don't have a paycheck. I mean, you, your eyes are telling you all these things you don't have, but you've got to look the other way. And I, I truly believe that this is the message that's in the Bible of turning the cheek. Your cheek mm-hmm. has been flat, and you've got to turn the other way. You've got to turn away from the unwanted and turn toward the wanted. You must. So you've got to discipline yourself. So every day, as part of your meditation, your morning ritual, I want you to write down your perfect day. I want you to handwrite it so you have a physical expression of your perfect day so that your hand and your pen are writing on physical paper your perfect day at work. And your primitive brain, that stress brain, is going to be saying, who do you think you are? This isn't real. Just say, thank you very much for sharing, and you keep writing your Mm -hmm. perfect day. I want you to do that every single day. I want you to look at that several times during the day. Just look at that. Read it. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Feel it in your heart. Put your hand over your heart. Read it. Feel it. This is practice. This is like training for a marathon. Okay? You want the outcome. You're going to do the work. And eventually, it's not work. It's just you're the farmer. You're the farmer of your fields. 
And whatever you focus on is going to come up out of your field. So that's one technique to do every single day. The second one is this. As you are drifting off to sleep, I want you to write, write, not write. I want you to imagine the videotape of that perfect day at work that you wrote earlier in the day and you read several times. I want you to play the video in your mind's eye as you're drifting off to sleep. I am in that job. I am a contributor. I'm a great engineer. My team loves me. And just play it over and over because chances are you're playing another video and it's not helping you. So those are two very, very solid proven techniques to move yourself into tilling the field that you want. You've just got to do it over and over again. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the overqualified thing. Okay. So you had a conversation with your uh, future employer that, they think you're overqualified and you might get bored? Is that where we kind of yes. left that comment? Mm-hmm. And did, did you did you uh, comment back about that? Yes, I did. I came up with sound points that ended up acknowledging, yes, I am knowledgeable, but this is what the benefits are and um, to the company, and mm-hmm. this is what I'm looking at to gain even more information to continue the benefits to the company. Mm-hmm. And in, in addition, yeah. I also like mentoring people. Yeah, there, there you go. That's it. That is the advantage of being overqualified. Hit the nail on the head. That is your contribution. And you could, you could say it this way, and maybe you did say it this way, that at this point, You've got such a variety of experience and you bring so much to the table that your true satisfaction in work is all about contributing to a team and helping mentor and bring teams forward. I mean, that to Mm -hmm. me is, yes, I'm overqualified. Uh, Sure, got it. But here's the thing. That's what's going to bring me the greatest satisfaction. How did that seem to go over? Um, It went went well. And then we went on a plant tour. And then I met with HR. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, And I wore my power blue shirt. I just want to let you know that. I wore blue right. for once. All right. No black. Blue. <laughs> okay, I wore the black. But yes, I had the blue. Beautiful. Beautiful. I want you, as soon as we get off here, um, I do have another caller I want to get to, but as soon as we get off here, I want you to write the perfect day in that job. I want you to write about how, how amazing it feels to help new engineers and the team members uh, understand concepts, understand how processes work, understand how problems get solved. I want you to totally own the feeling of awesome contribution as their mentor and as someone who brings experience to the table and your contribution and to absolutely own the fact that it is far from boring. It is the most satisfying thing that you've ever done. Write that perfect day down. Practice the feeling state and play that over and over again, not only in your head, but in your heart, and let it ripple into your soul, and view that video every night before you go to bed. You actually sound excited about this opportunity, so use that excitement to fuel the the work on, on, on really feeling it. So congratulations to you for that job well done on the interview, and I look forward to hearing 
positive things uh, from you. Definitely. Thank you, Mo. Okay. Thanks for calling in. All right. We've got a Laura on the line. Hello, Laura. How are you today? Laura, are you there? Hello, Laura. Nope. Maybe she was just uh, calling to listen in. Um, Michelle's issue is a real issue for a lot of women I work with, and I'm delighted that she called in. Um, here's, Here's what happened. We were all raised to focus on what isn't working. We were all raised to fix things and do things. What we weren't really raised on is the reality of the energetic universe. And this year, in 2019, we're actually celebrating a 100th anniversary of one of Einstein's fantastic assumptions that he made uh, between 1905 when he wrote his first paper on relativity and 1919. So over a 14-year period of time, he was proving relativity. And he told his team at whatever university he was working at the time uh, that if they could measure the bouncing off of the sun's light rays around in a a full solar eclipse, if they could measure that, they could determine the arc of the light rays bending, which would prove the theory of relativity. Now, I have no idea from a quantum physics perspective what all of that means, but I do know the story. And he sent two scientific teams to two places on the planet. One was in Brazil to view the solar eclipse in 1919 and to take photographs to measure the light bouncing around the solar eclipse. And they confirmed his theory of relativity. Now, this is 1919. The photographs were, I'm sure, of crude photographic replication, and I'm sure they used the box cameras and all of that sort of thing. Uh, there was a, a picture on, a, on an article I read of the the observatory uh, equipment, and it was quite antiquated looking. Of course, this was 100 years ago. And they proved Einstein's theory of relativity, which tells us that energy can be manipulated by the speed and mass of it, which means that we can move energy. And so for over 100 years, we've known this. And yet, we're not raising our kids this way. We're not really teaching this as a practical tool in school. We might be teaching physics, but it seems like it's esoteric. It seems like it's out there. But let me tell you, quantum physics is within you. It's the way God puts the universe together so that we could move reality. This physical world we live in is completely manipulatable by us. And we only think it's manipulatable by us if we move a piece of paper that already exists or punch a computer key or type out a resume or build a building or dig a ditch or turn on the water. No. We manipulate it first through our thoughts and our feelings. And you can look this up. You can Google it. You can see so many experiments on the duality, the thought-feeling duality. 
and you will see that for decades we have been proving that an observer's expectations of what they see literally moves electrons, literally changes the shape of electrons from wave to particle materiality. It's true. And when we decide that we are creatures of the energetic world, as well as the physical, when we are committed to that, then we can do the exercises that I explained to Michelle. Because then we know that we are existing and we are existing 98% of our true reality is energy. Only 2% is physical. I know it seems the opposite. But that's one of the dilemmas of living a human existence is that the energetic world that we can control I'm using that word purposely. We can control the energetic world, and we do all the time. Whether you know it or not, whether you intentionally do it or not, it is happening every single millisecond of your life. You, through your thought-feeling energy, are manipulating the world. And if you believe that people are disingenuine, if you believe that people are thieves and are out to get you and are small-minded and stupid and dumb and all of this stuff, if that's what's coming out of your mouth, it is definitely in your subconscious, which is your soul. If that's coming out of your mouth, I know what your world looks like. And if what's coming out of your mouth is how awesome the world is, how great people are, how happy they are to be alive, how prosperous this world is, Look at the buildings going up. Look at the cars on the road. Look at all the beautiful jobs that people have and the wonderful clothes. And, and, and look at how fast, fast technology is moving. It's a prosperous, abundant world that we live in. If that's what's coming out of your mouth, I know what kind of life you're leading. Because what's coming out of your mouth is what's resonant in your soul. You can't fake it till you make it. Because what is unseen the silent story that's going on in there. You can't fake that because you're 98% energy. And when the energetic you is not up to what you want, is not up to the higher vibrational you, then you're going to have difficulties in your life that you're not going to be able to solve because you're going to try to solve them from outside of them. You're going to be solving problems from places where they can't be solved. And this, again, is a misinterpretation of one of Einstein's most brilliant, elegant quotes, that you cannot solve a problem from the energy. You cannot. Because the thought-feeling energy that created the problem is the problem. got to transcend that. And as an individual person, you have got to be at a different energy place to solve your problems. If you focus on the problem, you are at the energetic vibration of the problem. Michelle, if you focus on not having the job, you're at the energy vibration of not having the job. 
you want to energetically vibrate and focus, attract the energy of the job. Write it down. Feel it in your heart, in your soul, in your body. Live with it. Live with the confidence and certainty that it is yours. Not from an ego perspective, but from a soul perspective, from being in alignment. Of course they're going to hire me. They want someone experienced who can mentor people. They loved my answers. They loved touring the plant with me. They totally fell in love with who I am and what I bring to the table. And I fell in love with them. It feels great. It feels awesome to think about that contribution, that company. It's going to be a lot of fun. And just think about how great 2019 is going to be for you. And play that movie over and over again. Make that be your silent story. Make that be your default. Because, folks, I'm here to tell you that when you're out of alignment with your soul, and it's the same thing to me, your subconsciousness, your energy body, and your soul are all the same thing. When you're out of alignment with that part of you, you will have health consequences. You will have physical pain in your body. You will suffer. You will. It is only when we address with compassion for ourselves the things our soul needs. The only way we find out is by our body giving us a message. And the closer you get to your true essence and the more alignment, the smaller the voice from the body. It no longer needs to give you breast cancer like it did for me. It no longer needs to, as we say, get, hit you over the head with a two-by-four. When you are in alignment, it's a whisper that you can hear and pay attention to. You don't need the big shout. This is the work that I coach and teach and advise my clients on in my kick-ass workshop. I am helping professional women weave together their energetic self, their miracle-making self with their jobs, their careers, their professional status. And along with that is better income. When you're vibrating at a higher level of you and contributing at a higher level on an org chart, you're making more money and you're having a freer life and better vacations and better houses and better shoes. And Michelle, buy yourself a, a, a new power suit when you get that beautiful job. We are in a higher level of prosperity and abundance vibration, and that's where life is free, and that's where it is satisfying. I would love to help you and talk about how we might be able to help you on a clarity call. It's what I do. It's, it's, it's how I talk to people and determine if they're the right work for the right fit for the work that I do. And again, you can book your clarity call with me or my team at mofall.com slash give me clarity. Next time we're talking about gratitude because that is the energetic equivalency of being at your highest self. You can find all of my career tips, techniques, etc. on my website. I've got a weekly blog and podcast. Keep your inspiration going. Keep thinking about your best, highest self. If you'd like to have a transformational experience, please go ahead and book your free career clarity call. It's a lot of fun talking with folks about their career and what we can do to help turn things around and transform things. There is 
something wonderful and beautiful and great in your life when we get your soul aligned. Until next time, this is Coach Mo Fall. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.